Welcome back to another episode of A Gift from Adversity. Thank you very much for tuning in. Today we are recording episode 99. We are very close to episode 100. Before I introduce my guest, I want to introduce my book, which is called A Gift from Adversity, which is the same title as this podcast. The subtitle of this book is Overcoming Sexual Abuse, Domestic Violence, Bullying, and Homelessness. It's available on Amazon, if you're interested in. After I published my book in 2020, I got a lot of messages from people from all over the world, and they had shared their adversities with me. And last year, I felt very compelled to create a space where people can talk about adversities, but not only that, share the tools that they use to overcome and also a gift that came from it. So I am very grateful to have so many guests being so brave to share their own experiences of adversity and tools. My guests are from all over the world and tonight, We have a guest from America, however, he grew up in different country. So let's invite our guest. Hello, Joseph. Thank you so much for coming in today. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. I'm super grateful. Yes, that's amazing. You have a book on Amazon. I'm excited to buy it soon. (laughs) Thank you. So Joseph, can you please introduce yourself to our guest, your name, where you where you're coming from, and mm-hmm. also if you or what you do and then if you have any social media or anything that people can follow you. Thank you. My name is Joseph Safari. Um, I moved to United States almost six years ago. I born outside the United States and uh, I'm a coach right now. I'm working for human service department in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, as a recovery coach, I love my job because I care about the people. I love people. I'm that's uh, uh, my dreams job for a long time, and I work very hard to be a coach because that's make me feel good because you're helping people. So yes, I have a social media. I have a Instagram and Facebook, but usually I use the uh, Instagram uh, to come for communication with people. And my Instagram exactly say my name, Joseph Safari, J-O-S-E-P-H-S-A-F-A-R-I. It's super simple. Just search Joseph Safari in Google. I'm coming up. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Joseph. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you and... I can't wait to interview you. So let's dive into mm-hmm. first question, which is what was your adversity? Oh, that's a good question. Um, a lot of people, they have a shame to talk about uh, what's happened to them, but uh, I don't have a shame for sharing with uh, you and uh, people because I know that's important when something happened to you in your past is important for sharing with others people to saving life so the first thing is happened to me 
uh, I born during the war and it was war zone and a lot of uh, happened, a lot of dead people around me, a lot of suicide and trauma and mental health issue. I, as a early in childhood, I experienced a lot of uh, trauma, PTSD, depression as a kid because uh, uh, I, I was exactly middle of war and a lot of uh, nightmare uh, as a childhood. And I don't wanna go deep detail, but uh, I experienced homeless, loneliness, and jobless, familyless. I experienced uh, countryless. I was almost 10 years uh, without country and I moved here finally. And I experienced uh, military because I was, I joined to military and that's happened to me. I experienced a lot of pain, painful and traumatic experience in military. And I'm glad and I'm, I'm, I'm alive. I'm grateful I'm alive. I can share my experience with someone to saving life. Yes, but the uh, big part of my life, uh, childhood abusing a lot, physically, emotionally, mentally. And I would love to talk about this because I care about uh, kids and there is a lot of child and kids they need to hear the message have to protect themselves yes thank you so joseph let's dissect a little bit more dive in so which country were you born you said you were country less but originally what was the war Oh, the war, I uh, was in the Persian Gulf. Uh, I, I think I could not uh, exactly say which location because my family lived there. I don't want to put them in the bad situation. Uh, in the Persian Gulf, I was in war, in middle of Persian Gulf and a lot of uh, trauma and bad happened over there. Right, no same, I know. And you sent me your story prior to this video. You mm. mentioned in um, the message that you didn't have food, you didn't have nutrition, you couldn't walk. Can you explain a little bit why? What happened? Yes, that's happened uh, because as a maybe six, five, six years old, I was in war zone and my first country has a war with different country neighbor country and for eight ten years they fight together and there is not enough food there is uh, i don't have uh, any social service to supporting our family there is no enough food there is no enough uh, doctors or medicine so as a kid i grow up with uh, uh, not enough food to eat so i my I diagnosing with a lot of uh, physical and mental uh, uh, serious uh, pain and I grow up with this yes and you also mentioned about ability to walk or talk as well yes because my body doesn't have enough energy to walk and talk is difficult for me because I had a sutra. I forgot this word in English. Uh, 
So I couldn't talk uh, English. Uh, I couldn't talk very well, and I couldn't walk very well as a human because I didn't have enough vitamin or calcium inside my body. Um, that's happened. So uh, I didn't get to education because I could not go to a school. So uh, I I experience with this painful life as a child, as early in my childhood. Yes. So as you are speaking, it's just like watching a movie or just like such incredible challenges that no one can understand until you are there. Do you still kind of remember the feeling when you are a child being so hungry, so devastated, seeing the traumatic scene by the war, violence, like, do you recall all this stuff still? Yes, I deal with, that's the experience make, make me, made me so lonely. And I separated myself from uh, family or people the feeling is a scary feeling all the time as a child, as a kid, because you feel you get rejection and you feel uh, lonely. You cannot communication with others people because you cannot trust people to talk. And uh, that's happened to not only me, I know that's happened to a lot of kids and uh, the experience, uh, uh, as a child abusing and there is no one to help me to teach me how to deal with all my emotions and my feeling so i hide myself and i keep all feeling and emotion painful experience inside my chest and i didn't talk to anyone about uh, my feeling and my my share my my thought or my feeling my emotion and i keep all of them inside myself and i heart myself i heart myself and uh, darkness loneliness and feeling broke and feeling not good enough as a kid because all kids they go to school they have a good life and me because that's happened to me i comparing myself to other kids around the world i saw a lot of kids around the world that have a school they have a family they have a nice clothing they have enough food so when i hear this i feel i'm not good enough or i felt i'm different person or a lot of shame or guilty feeling inside the me that's happened And you also mentioned about your father struggle, some um, thing happened. Yes, during the war, my father, he joined the military to protect our country because all soldiers, they need to go to military to protect our country around the world, not only my first country. So when he back home after the war, because uh, I was Navy too. Uh, I know how war damaged the mind. 
all bomb, all guns, that body, you see a lot of violence, you see a lot of blah, you see a lot of that body around you. So that's damaging the mind. And my father, his mind uh, is getting damaged with the war because a lot of bomb, a lot of uh, trauma. So when the war is over, he come back home, but he wasn't the same person. So he had a, he diagnosing with mental health issue and there is no social service to helping him, to talking, to helping him, to support him, to, to uh, protect him, to deal with all his mental health issue. So he become to alcoholism. He drank very heavy. He drank heavy alcohol every day. So he become to alcoholism because when he drank alcohol, he become to different person because he don't want to deal with all emotion and all feeling, all, all memorized because he was diagnosing with PTSD. So after he drinking alcohol, he abusing me. He, he physically, mentally, emotionally, he abusing me. Almost he killed me. Couple times he tried to killing me. So I'm survive from him i am a survivor from this situation as a kid he he drank alcohol many times and he broke my head he he did a lot of physical and uh, abusing to me so no one was there to protect me and to be honest i survived for first time in my life from him that is just so crazy on top of surviving the war itself and not having food and then on top of it having to be abused from your own father that is just so like i'm speechless and then you also mentioned to me that sometimes when you become homeless that you are seeking food from trash as well yes uh that's happened after the war. I was maybe nine, 10 years old because my father, he couldn't work because he had a lot of uh, mental health issue. So he, he didn't work and he stayed home and no one was there to helping me. So I, in the, my city, we have a, a garbage huge garbage everyone bring a trash there so as a kid i have to looking for food in the garbage or finding something for recycling to selling to make a money to buy your food i did this for almost five six years every uh, day after the garbaging i'm going looking for something maybe find something to selling for recycling and uh, buying food yeah That is crazy. That is just unimaginable. <laughs> I love my past. I don't have a feeling bad about my past. I am proud of myself. I, I fight to be survived. I eat food on the trash. I don't have a shame to share it with someone. I am super grateful for my life because I know a lot of people has a food, has a roof, has a money and they are not grateful. So yes i add food on the trash i live on the garbage to survive to to be alive to be a this person 
And you mentioned about lack of uh, medicine, that you mentioned some infection that you experienced. What happened? Yes. So when I was uh, 18 years old, I don't have a choice because I was homeless. I couldn't go back home, live with my father because he tried to kill me many times with knife, with something I don't want to go deep detail. So uh, I feel scary to going back home. I run away from home. Sometimes I am going home and sleep with them, but all the time I run away and sleep different location with different friends, different uh, people. So when I was 18, I don't have a choice because in my first country said, if you don't have education, if you don't have enough knowledge or education or degree or something like that, you have to go to military. That's the policy. So as 18 years old, I joined the Navy because I don't have a choice. I forced her to join the Navy. When I was in Navy for two years, I was on a war zone again and same experience again, that suicide, military, guns, bomb, a lot of bad happened to me. And after the war, I diagnosing with serious infection inside my stomach and doctors told me, you need the serious soul surgery you need to go to hospital but to be honest i don't have a money i don't have insurance to the hospital for four years i deal with serious infection inside my my stomach so the infection for four years that's crazy how did it go away eventually or were you able to go to hospital after yeah, I go to hospital. I talk to doctors and they need a lot of money. I don't have money. <laughs> they ask me for insurance. I don't have insurance. There is no social service to helping me. They reject me because I don't have enough money to pay for hospital. So as a poor kid without family and without any help and support, I keep it. I talked to myself, you have to live like that forever. I was hopeless. I don't have a hope. I deal with a lot of physical infection in my teeth, in my stomach, in my head, in my body. And every day I have to take a lot of medicine, but not uh, good medicine, normal medicine, just for pain relief, not for recover, not for healing the process so i need a surgery but i i didn't because at the, this time i don't have enough money but thank god after a couple of years i saw i i go to the hospital and i i i surgery and i feel good right now and you mentioned um some organization helped you like uhc or something what is it like oh yeah that's the so 2000, uh, when I was 23 years old, I was hopeless, darkness, loneliness. I was jobless. I didn't have a hope. I, there is no one to help me, to protect me. 
emotionally, physically, mentally, I was in pain. I experienced a lot of painful uh, in my life. So when I was 23 years, I decide to don't give up. I talk to myself, don't give up. There is a hope because I believe in the God. So I pray and I ask God to help me when I was 23 years old. I had a vivid dreams. I have a very sweet dreams at the age 23 years. I slept, I had a sweet dream in the morning when I woke up spiritually, I felt reborn again. So the hope is come back to my heart. After I had these dreams, I searched a lot, how can I help myself? And I found the UNSCHR is an organization for refugee. They have a refugee camp, different country. That organization is uh, around the world for helping a refugee who cannot leave them country because there is no safe place. So um, I forced to leave my country because I changed my religion to different religion. And my first country that doesn't lock if you changing believing system to different believing system because I grew up with uh, one religion believing system. And when I was 23, I read a lot of book and I stopped believing to this believing system, to this religion. So I become to a spiritually person who believing universe, who believing God or higher power. So I changed my religion and they knows and uh, they they uh, talk to me, they treat me, they talk to me. If you sharing about your uh, changing religion with others people, we're coming to kill you. So I forced to live in my country because I didn't feel safe because they're going to kill me. So I moved to refugee camp for five years and UNHCR is a emigration office uh, around the world, I talked to them, they helped me, they support me for almost five years. And when I was in refugee camp, uh, I experienced a hard time, challenging time again, but I didn't give up because in refugee camp, I remember in the morning, very cold weather, close to Black Sea, every uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the 7 a.m., I have to go to big line just to fingerprint to show the police department from emergation. That's why I'm here, I'm alive. And I deal with a lot of painful and challenging time in refugee camp. I saw a lot of suicide, that people jumping uh, in the ocean, the people they're going to ocean with the uh, uh, air uh, uh, boats just to move different country, they lost in the ocean, they died and no one knows where they are. So that's the other happened to me in the emergency, in the refugee camp. And thank God I survived again. <laughs> so when 
you were in a refugee camp and then seeing these things, like, I cannot imagine, like, being a refugee itself, but then living with all these people who had experienced similar trauma with you, like, it's almost like there's nowhere to turn to. And mm -hmm. when did you come to America? How? How? And then when? I moved to United States 2017. The U UNCHR is an organization for a refugee. They helped me. They give me a visa and I had an interview with them. I share my story and they helped me to move to United States 2017. I hope, jury, you sharing this video with immigration because as a refugee, I'm telling the truth. Someone coming from different country, living in a refugee camp, moving to different country, I I hope you you sharing this video with someone to tell them refugees need the help for mental health because dealing with all mental health like a depression, anxiety, feeling lonely, feeling depressed or and PTSD because people from different country moving to different country because they're forced to leave them country they deal with a lot of mental health issue like me because when i was in refugee camp i deal with a lot of mental health issue because i saw a lot of trauma again and so i wish someone could talk about immigration i wish someone could talk about uh, kids more because war is not good so war make kids and people with bomb or violence or uh, all trauma they make kids with they make them mental health issues so people in war in refugee camp i believe they need the professional help maybe therapies maybe uh, coaching because i moved to united states 2017 and all my feeling and all my emotion was inside of me so i have to deal with them again for 30 times in my life joseph i am speechless you are my guest um number 99 and people had shared a lot of adversities and by far your adversity is one of the heaviest i've ever heard and i cannot i can't I, i'm you know i don't want to be unfair to compare there's no comparison but just to give people a perspective i was sexually physically abused in japan but i had food and i had japan when i was born 1976 we were not experiencing the war. However, my grandmother had experienced World War II and survived. And she had told me some horror stories, but I didn't. So on top of what I experienced was so traumatic, but on top of that, during the war, eating food from garbage, I was homeless. 
but I didn't eat food from garbage. I had people give me like food. Like I never sold anything from trash. And I never lost my country. I never lost that identity. I have a question for you. Um, I know there's ton of questions, but one thing I wanted to ask after reading your story and hearing it today live, how how does it feel like to be countryless? Because that's one of the first identity. So it's almost like identity crisis and not having the place that's safe growing up. How does it affect you as a human being? Thank you for inviting me for this interview. I read your story, Judy. You are a wonderful woman. Your story is amazing. I read your story a couple of weeks ago, and that's amazing. You are powerful. You are a powerful woman. I'm proud of you. And everyone has a different story. I know that everyone in this world has a story. And I believe everyone true to a lot of painful experience in them life. And yeah, when, when uh, I, I move here and I deal with a lot of uh, almost 2012, I started from what's happened to me when I moved. 2012, I didn't feel safe in my first country because they talked to me very bad and they scared me. Scary feeling inside of me. Every day you see people from government, they talk to you, they we're going to kill you. And they do all the time in the East Street and they're killing people in the East Street. And that's the part of I don't want to go deep detail for them and they do right now for women too. So I didn't feel safe because feeling is scary inside of me every day. You want to go to work or leaving the house. You have a very, you have a, you got a PTSD almost and feeling scary inside of you, not feeling safe. That's happened to me. That's why I left uh, the, my first country, 2012. I left there because I, I didn't feel safe to live there for longer. Because every day I received a, a phone call, I received a text message. They, they talked to me. They scared me, and there is no uh, democracy like a United States or different country. I don't want to say which country to talk for freedom so i couldn't talk what i want i couldn't talk about my believing system so they scared me they talked to me they show me gone and i left almost 2012 to refugee camp and when i was in refugee camp for five years couple times they reached out to me they called me they scared me again they they, they trade me I believe the word English. They talk to me. If you're coming back here, we put you in jail. And they do. They put people in jail. They're killing people. And they are serious. They are not joking with me, to be honest. So uh, I left. 
I forced to leave my country because I don't have a choice. I bought a backpack. I walk from city to city. I walk from city to city. I hide myself from a small room. I live with friends for different city for a couple months. And I got a ticket from bars. And then I move from this city to other city. I hide myself again. And uh, finally, I pass from border between my first country and second country. And I walk a state to a state to go to immigration office to telling the, my story. Five years in refugee camp, I don't have an ID. I don't have a passport. I don't have a insurance. I don't have nothing. When I moved to United States for first five years, same. Just I work very hard. I go to uh, school. I work on my English because when I moved to United States, I didn't speak English at all. Nothing. Just hello. How are you? <laughs> it was very difficult time for me. 2017 when I moved to United States because I didn't speak English. Nothing. So I work very hard for five years to learning English, to learning the culture to working on my communication skills, to building network with people in United States for five years. Finally, 2020, I passed for citizenship exam. I become to citizenship, I become to citizen for United States 2022. So for, from 2012 to 2022, for 10 years, I was countryless and every day, I feel scary inside of me for 10 years. Every day I feel scary. I feel what's happened. If they don't expect me as an immigration, they want to deport me to my country. If I go back to my country, they want to kill me. Where I have to go in this planet, there is no home for me for 10 years. In this whole planet for 10 years, there is no room or there is no ID for me. I born in this planet, but for 10 years, I deal with a lot of a scary feeling inside of me. What's going to happen to me if this country reject me or other country reject me? Do you know? It's it, it just like, I, I just feel it's just one of the most devastating story I've ever heard in my life. And I really thank you for being so brave and then be so eloquent and articulate of um, articulate about what happened to you. And I just want to acknowledge our audience as a survivor of those things. Again, I didn't experience war, but still heavy. I could not put myself through when people ask me um what does your father do like and i i just like burst into tears and there were times that i didn't know why i was hiding i didn't know why i was running and i didn't know where like why and then even when i went to saint john which is the paradise like tropical um island um so heavenly beautiful i got panic attack and i ran i like closed because something triggered me 
And I just want to really appreciate you for coming to a Gay From University podcast. I know we just met a couple months ago, but you being such a wonderful inspiration and an amazing storyteller. And thank you so much. I have uh, Instagram Live. Uh, my friend Julian that you met, um, he's saying something like amazing. God bless him. Um, you're my hero and stuff. So I just wanted to mention that. Thank um, you. Hiring, brave. Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to let you know. So let's shift our conversation to tools that you use to overcome. So before you answer this question for the podcast, um, I just want to share with you that a lot of times when you go through so much extreme of adversity mm -hmm. and challenges in life, people who never gotten through any of these, which is great, but then they really don't know how to talk. They didn't talk to you. They didn't know how to emphasize. They sometimes use it against you and it's so devastating. So the tools that I want to focus on is not on the book, not on somebody says something, especially in your case where you just have to survive so many multi-level of extreme, extreme adversity. What do you think the tools that worked the best for you to survive? The first tools helped me for survive believing to my own God. There is something, I don't want to talk about a religion, but I believe there is something who created this universe. The connection between me and my own God, that's the first tools because I pray, pray and ask my own God to help me to survive that's the first tools the second tools i used to survive i surrender myself to people like you jury who survive from them life i surrender myself to winner people i i talk to people who had the same life experience like me to sharing with me to helping me and writing is very helpful so you have a book in amazon i suggest people who are watching this video read this book there is a lot of message for you you are not alone if you're watching this video reading there is a lot of books based on true story you can read it you can relate your story to the book because I start writing books when I was 23, when I feel reborn again. I found a lot of books from many different people around the world who survived from war, who survived from refugee camp, who survived from homeless, who survived from suicide or addiction. I read a lot of books, so book make me more uh, hope they give me more hope oh there is a hope and i start writing the other tools always i'm working i have a pen and i'm writing all the time because 
as a child when i grow up no one was there to helping me to use the positive word for me joseph you are good joseph you are wonderful joseph you are amazing always negative words around me so my mind always talk to me with the negative word joseph you are not good enough joseph you are ugly joseph you are broke joseph no one like you joseph no one love you joseph everyone hate you so writing has helped me to fund myself to fund the peace of mind and finding love inside of me with writing i start writing 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 i have a whiteboard here Judy, always in the morning when I woke up, I'm writing, I'm writing. I give a positive feedback to myself. I don't surrender myself to people who talking all the time negative. I surrender myself to people who believe in me, who want to help me. So there is a lot of tools right now. Uh, social media is a tool. If you're using social media for good thing, like a searching for funding the for your life uh, social media internet is a powerful tools for someone who stuck in home if you're watching this video if you're feeling suicide lonely if you're feeling shame guilty please pick up a phone reach out to someone that's why i did when i was in refugee camp always i use the internet to searching to find the people who can understand me do you know oh there is all tools the one more tools always i use jury is a therapist i'm talking to my therapist about all my childhood i'm i'm writing reading i do meditate i'm playing music so i'm in love with myself because i use the, a lot of tools and they are helped me to forgive myself and powerful of them is sharing your story with others people that's the powerful tools don't be shy because as a kids always i keep all secret darkness inside of me and i close my mouth i didn't talk to anyone because i couldn't trust to people because i feel rejection because i talk if i'm sharing with people maybe they reject me maybe they laugh at me that's happened to me a lot but right now i use these tools i'm coming i'm sharing i'm sharing about my feeling i'm sharing about the thought i'm sharing about all secret darkness with someone so that's the powerful tools i use all the time sharing with others people is a powerful is believe me it's work very well well, thank you so, so much, Joseph. I really cannot thank you enough for sharing the tools that you use. And then I just want to really shout out, I know that it took you so long to be where you are today. And I know you've done a lot of soul searching, so much of surviving physically, mentally, after watching this traumatic, the worst unimaginable pictures in your head that you still have to carry on in your life, then you really have to shut off and then move forward. I really admire you from bottom of my heart. And I'm so honored to have you on my show. Thank you so, so much, Joseph. Thank you.
Yes, and I also wanted to share with my audience and with you too. I just uh, bought this card. It's called um, it's, I don't know if you can see DBT deck, and then it's called um, dialectical behavioral therapy, which means um, when you are having a panic attack or trauma, that um, you use some of the grounding technique. So it has hundred one card, just like a deck of card. But um, each card has a different things um, to do, and they say so. It's a, it's available on a magazine. So for instance, one of the random um, card that I picked, um, it says fast, be truthful, and then be truthful, avoid lies and excuses, etc. It's just like a random cards that you can pick. So I just want to share that tools with you. I feel like the emotional intelligence and then the mental. Mm -hmm issues that you mentioned are still um, not talked about normally. And then I think depending on where you live, which country you live, um, there's not so much openness to it. There are so much stigma around mental health. However, we can talk about health issues without the stigma. Like say I have some um, disease, I have a thyroid disease. I don't have any stigma to say that. But when I say, I'm a survivor of child sex abuse and I'm um, a panic attack, I have PTSD, it has a stigma to it. So really appreciate you con not only conquering that, but becoming a life coach and helping other people overcome it. That's such an amazing thing that you're doing. Thank you. Absolutely. So Joseph, my last question is a gift that came from your adversity. So what would you say a gift that came from your adversity? Gift. I love my past jury. I love all happened to me because all experience I have helped me to find myself. I found the happiness. I was looking for happiness outside the me for almost 15 years. Where is the happiness? Why I am not happy? Why always I am sad, depressed? So this happened, helped me to fund myself, to respect myself, to live comfortable with myself. And I never ever have a, this feeling I don't have a lonely feeling anymore. I'm connected to myself and universe and others people. So that's happened, helped me to understand others people. That's happened, helped me to find the true love. That happened, helped me to become to this person. I forgive all people who hurt me. I love them. I love all bad experience in past. I expect it as a gift because that's helped me to find the peace of mind and find the, this Joseph. I didn't know who I am. Right now, I know who I am. I'm a love. I'm a love person. Always I have a message with people because when I'm sharing my story with other people, I said, hey, if no one told you I love you, I'm telling you, I love you for free because love is free. I was looking outside the me to find the 
love or someone love me or someone help me and right now i'm pushing myself i'm helping myself i motivate myself so i'm i'm in love and peace with myself and i forgive myself so forgiveness freedom to forgiveness that's that's the gift from all bad experience and the one more thing the the gift from that's happened to me i can relate to other people i can understand others people pain i can understand others people's story there is no judgment for me gay bisexual lesbian black white chinese iranian persian arabic doesn't make a sense to me because i love everyone because i felt i found myself and i know everyone in this planet has a them story and i can relate with them to spend the time with them because i believe human is a, like a human library everyone is a book for me so i have a, my own book and i love it do you know joseph thank you so much again for coming to a gift from adversity um i just had a few people who just came on live and i just want to recap that joseph safari came into episode 99 he had survived war homelessness abuse infection um a lot of traumatic experiences witnessing bomb explosion people dying around him surviving in a refugee camp coming to america being a country's country less for over 10 years it is just so devastating and it is just so amazing that you are here with us and thank you so much for surviving thriving and sharing your story today thank you jury for inviting me last favor from you if somebody out there who are right now in the war zone situation or in a refugee camp maybe had internet and hear your message what is your biggest advice for them to survive my biggest advice to survive every day just tell that to yourself don't give up because after all challenging time i true there is a better life so when i was in refugee camp or challenging time every single day i told myself don't give up work don't give up because always if you keep moving if you keep moving as a baby step you going to fund your dreams because all dreams for me is become to true after almost 20 years i live in my dreams and fighting i'm fighting you should be a fighter for your life i was fighter as a kid to survive i was fighter in war to survive i was fighter in refugee camp to survive 
I'm a fighter for life. You should fight. Don't give up. Just fight every day as a baby step. Move up. Move up. And believe me, I did. And right now, I'm sharing with you, if you're watching this video, believing yourself, you are not bad person. All your past, all your background, that's not your fault. What happened to you? That's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong with yourself. All war, refugee camp, homeless, jobless, familyless, that's happened to you because you didn't choose it, they come to you. So the first thing always I remind myself, all happened to me, I didn't. That's not my fault. So I work on it, I work on it. I'm believing myself, believe yourself, write down every day. I'm believing myself because you are powerful and wonderful human in this planet. You can do anything you want, anything. As a human, you are powerful. You can do anything you want. You can travel around the world. You can have a, I speak three different languages right now. I'm studying English. I remember I couldn't speak my mother language because I had the infection. Everything is possible, everything. If someone told you it's not possible, don't believe them. Surrender yourself to people who believe in you. Love it. One of my friend Marita, beautiful friends, uh, she said, wow, inspiring, God bless. And Julian said purpose. And my friend Fatima, um, thumbs up. So a lot of fans. Fatima. <laughs> Marita, um, thank you so much uh, for, again, sharing your story. And then I will upload this and we can share more. Oh my gosh. I um say you guys um I mean it's you, that's just it. <laughs> so thank you so much again, Joseph. And then I will see you soon. And thank you everyone. This is episode 99 of Akif from University. Almost hundred. I'm so proud and thank you so much again. Thank you. <laughs>